Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. The importance of valuing the presence of God. Now, before I jump into the Word and um, introduce you to the, our, our characters we're going to talk about today, uh, every church has means of growth. Okay, every family has means of success. Every business can thrive in different ways. In the church manner, in the church church world, uh, if you have a kids ministry that are are is excellent and with the the content and the care with the kids, the church might thrive and grow. If you have family programs, new families and couples are going to join that church. Uh, we can have an awesome preaching and teaching. This definitely can attract people. But every church eventually will get into a ceiling, into a plateau, if that church, if the entire church does not grow in their personal relationship with God. Now, let me explain this very clear. Because the problem with just spinning the wheel and going with the the route just because we are Christians, we're supposed to be in Sunday morning in the church, is that you miss the point of Christianity. Christianity is not about a set of doctrines and beliefs only that you believe and you kind of rationalize and conclude that it was the best. Among the menu of options of religions, I like Christianity. I think I'm going to pick this one. No, 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 no. Christianity is an invitation for a personal relationship with God. And if you don't develop that, if you don't literally like time to time stop and invest time to grow in that experience, you will not grow spiritually. You're not going to grow in your faith. So my invitation for you today is that you learn how to host the presence. We want to encourage our church to be the most extravagant, passionate church in this town. We want to be a place where the presence of God, every time we gather together, come and manifests. Come and fill the room. Living rooms uh, to classrooms to church rooms. We want to host the presence of God. Amen. Now, for this, I want to create some soil where we're going to work together. And hopefully, by the end of this series, every time our worship time comes the atmosphere in this place will be so thick with the presence of God that whoever come through those doors they're going to say I just want a Jesus because these people are really so passionate for him what's going on here like I can they're going to feel the fire they're going to perceive the presence now I know I'm talking different levels of this experience right now in our church so for me I'll have to level everybody up in the same level so we can uh, with this place, grow together. Amen? So, in order for us to dive into the Word, why would simply ask the Holy Spirit for revelation? Just honestly come say, God, I need revelation on this subject. Close your eyes. Father, we yield to your Spirit. Like we sing, like we cried out through the songs. 
We want your spirit to open the eyes of our hearts in order that we can see you. We can actually understand, oh God, your love for us. And as we grow in this revelation, God, let us grow in our heart of worshipers. We want to be found as true worshipers because this is the kind of worship we're looking for, God. Let your eyes be upon us and find in us these true worshipers. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Now, why... Hosts in the presence. It's very important that you understand that God has no specific shape. Different than all the, the pagan gods out there that try to shape their gods, their deities in some sort of mixed animal and human, some sort of, uh, of, of esoteric, um, mystical being. Um, our God never revealed himself in his face to any mankind. Have you ever wondered why even in the Gospels, four biographies of the same character was never described if Jesus had a long or short beard? Like we don't know actually if Jesus had a brown or light skin. Like we don't know. Because this doesn't matter. What it matters is the experience with the presence. Interestingly, in the Old Testament, among all the options God could pick, He decided to manifest His glory, His presence in a very unique way. In a box, more specifically in an ark, in the ark of the covenant. It was a golden box where inside of it you could find the two tablets of the Ten Commandments. You could find the rod of Aaron that flourished. And you also could find a small sample of the manna that was the daily food in the desert. But most important of this golden ark or this golden box was the cover of it called the mercy seat. The place where the sacrifice once a year would be placed and the whole nation could enjoy the certainty of God's blessing. And over this top, there was two angelical beings in a shape. But you couldn't actually find and see it God's form, shape. Like, how is God? But definitely, over the incense placed in that room, you could perceive, you could host the presence. And this important instrument or object was uh, a very uh, unique in the uh, history of Israel many times. On one occasion, the people of Israel decided to use that holy object that, that in somehow manifested or brought together the presence of God as a amulet. Did I say right? Like a token. Just like, let's use this to protect us. And they brought in the front of a battle without even asking God if it was the right thing to get involved with. The problem is that the angels destroyed the Israelites on that day. And they got the Ark of the Covenant. And they didn't know what to do with that box. But they knew it was related to the Hebrews' religion. So they brought inside of to their, to their pagan uh, temple. Specifically to Dagon. And Dagon has this fish man faith. And in the other day when the Ark was saved inside of Dagon temple. Dagon image was fall into the ground to show us that before the presence of God, no principality, no demon action can prevail when the presence of God fills the place. The Philistines didn't know what to do with that thing. They were just was an accident or something. So they still insisted to keep the ark there. They lifted up the big image. But for their surprise, the other day, the image had their arms broken and their head shattered as well. To show that no matter what is the action or plans of the devil against us, if the presence of God goes with you, you are safe, my friend. You are protected. 
No action of the devil can prevail against you. Now, they said, we have to get rid of these things. There's some things going on inside of our community. We have to get out of these things. There were rats going up suddenly, like an infestation of rats. And some, the Bible says, some tumors. Some scholars even say hemorrhoids start to show up among the Philistines. So they said, this is because of this weird thing that brought together some sort of presence. They didn't know what to was it. So they just put everything in an ox cart and said, let's see where this, this ox is going to bring this box. And for surprise as well, the ox drove directly to the Hebrew community. The first Hebrew community uh, at the uh, edge or in the frontiers with the Philistines, with the enemy frontier. Now, the box came and was into a house of a man called Abinadab. Abinadab was a Levite. A legitimate and legal right man to hold the ark because he was a Levite. He was a, from the priestly genealogy. He had the right and he knew the manners to keep the ark. For 20 years, the ark was dismissed, ignored. It was not even part of, of Israel's story. People did not care and value and treasure the presence of God until God raised among Israel a king, a man after his own heart named David. And David had a desire, and he knew that if he would be a successful king, he needed the presence of God going with him in everything we would endeavor. So he was looking for the ark, and he found out that was saving this man's house, Abinadab. And he says, let's bring it, the ark, the presence of God, into the center of the nation. Let's bring to the capital. Let's bring to Jerusalem. So David tries to bring the ark into the center of the nation. And that's our story today in 1 Samuel chapter, 2 Samuel chapter 6. Let's go there with me. Verse 5. And David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord. With songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. There was a huge musical concert going on. Worship and praises. The best worship and praise uh, 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 bands were all gathering that day in Jerusalem. They had the best instruments. They were dancing. They were celebrating. The presence of God were going to manifest in the center of the nation. Verse 6. And when they came to the threshing floor of Nacon... Usa, I am going to have to pause here. Usa, who is this man? Who is this boy here? Now, if you read a little bit more the story, you're going to find out that Abinadab had three sons. One of them was Usa. Usa used to see that golden box in the living room of his dad's house for 20 years. So he, he was one of those Levite uh, uh, Sons that were supposed to carry the ark to be uh, careful and taking care of the presence of God. Husa put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen stumbled. In other words, he was doing a sincere job for God. He just want to make sure that the golden box is not going to fall and may be open and it be very shameful and embarrassing to see that beautiful object coming in the floor. He tried simply hold the ark. Verse 7. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Usa. 
And God struck him down there because of his error. And he died there beside the ark of, the, of God. What? I thought it was supposed to be a party. I thought it's supposed this, you know, where the presence of God goes, I thought it would be the blessings of God, the grace of God. What's going on here? First lesson I learned is that sincerity is not enough. Good intention is not enough. Like it's not only doing things for God. I have to do in God's way as well. Now I got this lesson, but there's something else here. Because Usah tried to hold the ark. He meant well, but he still died before the Lord. Why? Now he was part of Abinadab's house. He saw the ark for 20 years. So I may dare to say that maybe the problem with Uzzah was familiarity with the presence. Maybe he thought that this is just part of another ceremonial thing that I have to be part of. So the problem with familiarity with the presence makes you miss the glory, the blessings, the favor that the presence of God can release upon you. Now, this is, this is important because if Abinadab and Husa was supposed to take care of the ark, what made them to devalue the precious presence of God? Familiarity. The ark was not only a symbol of God's presence. Wherever the ark was, God especially manifested His presence. So the ark should not be treated, treated lightly. So maybe Yusa saw himself so familiar with the golden box that it did not mean much for him anymore. The presence of God for us is something that we value. Now we take it for granted so many things here in the United States. The freedom we have are together. Like the opportunity that we have to actually just sing out loud in the streets a Christian song. We take it so much for granted. And that's why maybe we got so familiar with the presence that we dismiss it. We miss the point. We don't value it. So when it's time for us to gather together in worship time, it's a time for us to be in life group. We're just like yawning during the song. Because you don't value the presence. And because of that, instead of life, joy, deliverance, and freedom, right after the service, you get out of this place even more tired, exhausted, and even dead. Like you, sir. I don't want this. I don't want this in our church. I don't want this when I come to my life group. I want the manifested presence of God. Okay, maybe you're going to say, Pastor, but, you know, this is a little bit of forceful interpretation. Yeah, that's true. But so let's go just in, with our traditional hermeneutic approach here. Usa, there's no background for him. We don't know anything wrong, bad, good, or, uh, you know, that he did. The only thing we have from Usa is his name. And the name of Usa means strength. Most scholars understand that because of his name, that was his attitude. He has a good intention with human strength. Let me just give a little bit of help to God where God did not ask your help. Where God didn't ask your opinion. He just wants to manifest His presence and He doesn't need any human uh, strength and participation in this process. So it was supposed to be a day of joy, celebration. And because of that... Uh, uh, David prepared the whole 
process of dancing and festival. But when human strength becomes the center of that performance, you miss the, pro you miss the point. That uh, this, the problem of Usa coming with his own strength prevented David and the whole nation of Israel to enjoy the blessings of the presence. So it's not only good songs. It's not only good musicians. If we only have performance made out of human strength. What God is looking is for passionate hearts. What God is after is true, genuine worships. And the way to see that is in the heart. I can see it. I cannot measure that. That's why this is a very hard to measure uh, uh, success series we are getting into. I don't know if we're actually going to achieve what I'm intending to do here. But I know one thing. If you yield to the Spirit, if you honestly treasure the presence, your life will never be the same. Someone can say, no, 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 Pastor. The problem for the manifestation of the presence of God is sin. I remember your message last week. You talk about holiness. We need to be a better and more holy uh, uh, church. If we are more holy, we're going to have more presence. I never said that last week. Holiness is for yourself. It's for your safety. It's because you want a better marriage. Because you want a better relationship. Uh, trustful uh, 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 friendships. In other words, you are setting you apart because you'll be the most beneficial out of it. However, many people relate sin as the barrier for the manifestation of the presence. If that was the case, let me say something. We will never ever experience the presence of God because there is no place without sin. Sin is not a problem. Actually, sin... Uh, it was never a problem for God to manifest His very presence upon us. Let me dare to say what Paul uh, said perfectly. Romans chapter 5, verse 20. Law came to increase trespass. But where sin increased, grace abound all the more. So let me say something. I'm not uh, excusing sin here. But sin is not a problem for the manifestation of the presence, for the manifestation of grace. You know what it is the problem for the manifestation of the presence? Pride. It's when our musicians and worship leaders here think they are really good musicians and worshipers. And they fall short of bringing the presence. You know what, is, what, what blocks the manifestation of the presence? When we think we are a better church than everybody else. Then we think that we are more perfect, more holy than thou, than anybody else. And these barriers, these hindrance, hindrance the presence. Let me prove that to you, James chapter 4. But he gives more grace. Therefore, God says, God opposes the proud. But he gives more grace to the humble. I will not stumble anymore in my human strength. In the confidence of myself. I don't need to trust my performance, my do and don'ts. I just need to trust His love for me. And the problem when you fall into the, the in pride and, and, and this haughtiness, this attitude that in somehow you know already the business. No, Pastor, I'm a Christian for so long. I know already how the things works here. Don't need to teach me that. When we fall into this unlearning, unteachable heart, 
the fall, the death, the, the, the environment of death always produce two symptoms, which is fear and condemnation. To be more specific in the order, is always like this. Accusation first and then fear. Look, let's read the rest of the story. So David is bringing the ark. This horrible accident happens. We don't know what happens, but we know there was death when we're supposed to have life. David got really upset. The story follows up in 2 Samuel chapter 6 saying, And David was afraid of the Lord. What, what, what? I, he wanted the presence. Yes, he actually even say, how can the ark, how can the presence of God, of the Lord come to me? Verse 10. So David was not willing to take the ark of the Lord into the seat of David. He says, how am I going to bring this radioactive thing inside of the downtown of city? If one guy was dead, I'm going to kill my entire city. I don't want this thing in town right now. So he asked the soldiers, say, just find the closest house that we can host this thing until we figure out what happened here. So they go around. They couldn't find anyone in any neighborhood around because everybody was in party until they knocked the door of a man called Obed-Edom. You guys following up behind me? They knocked the door and they said, excuse me, Mr. Obed-Edom, we have to uh, host the presence in your house. They said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I just learned that someone just was dead because of this golden box. You guys want to put this thing here? It says, the king said, sir. And he says, all right, bring it in. With all caution possible, they brought the golden box to Obed-Edom living room. And now Obed-Edom with his sons looked to that different object. And they're wondering, it is strange but I can feel something here right now. Like something out of this object, out of this, is moving my heart. Are you guys feeling the same warmth I'm feeling right now in my heart? And all the kids nod and agree and say, yeah, dad, we feel this. What's going on? And they can't discern, but they perceive something good came into their home. Now, we don't know much about Obed-Edom but we know the following of the story look it says verse 11 now the Bible says and the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household what now the same box that was for 20 years in the house of a Levite, a priest, an Israelite, legitimate host of the ark. That of blessing Abinadab's house, kill one of his sons, Uzzah. Now I have this strange guy that I barely know how to say his name. Obed, what? Yeah, Obed-Edom. That's my name, sir. Yeah, like in the same ark, blesses him in all his household. What's going on here? And look. If it is said that he blessed his house, it's because that blessed was a noticeable blessing. It was not just like that peace inside. Not only the warmth that I just mentioned. No, no, no. People were passing by Obed-Edom in front of the house and they say, what's going on with these people? Look, their flowers is more colorful. Look, their grass is always more green than yours. Obvious. And they were just like, oh my goodness, everything these men lay hands now prosper for three months. Everything were blessed. 
it, it, it reminds me the story of Joseph. I don't know if you guys are acquainted with. But Joseph had the favor of God upon him to the point that his boss, his master, his slave master, we're going to call him boss. Potiphar said, man, everything Joseph does has the blessing upon him. It's better I just trust all my company, all my affairs to Joseph because wherever Joseph works and go, the blessings of God goes with him. Like, I want the blessings of God in your business, in your family, in, in everything you do and live or for that, you need the seal of the manifested presence of God. The, 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 the experience with the manifested presence of God. When you understand the grace of God, it is like that blessing that came upon Obed-Edom. The ark in his house, there was no fear, but definitely a sense of love. He's amazed and feels God's presence like a smell, like an aroma in the air. A feeling of peace in the house that has never been there before. And people was wondering, what's going on with this family? Now, you and I, we don't have the golden box anymore. We have the very presence dwelling within us. When Jesus were called Emmanuel, God with us, it's to remind us that we don't need that object anymore. We just need the passion for His presence. The love, the care, the treasuring for that presence. Now, I remember when my dad, I called him and my mom. They were in Italy visiting my sister for a period of time. They were about a month out of the house. And I decided to start a church when I was 18. And I called my mom. I, I knew it, I didn't have any risk for them to come back fast and, you know, interrupt the process. So I said, Mom, we are starting a church this weekend here in our um, outside, in our uh, outside patio. So we were hosting about 40 people at the time. That eventually became 100, and, 100 something. It was in the World Cup of 2002. So we were also using the World Cup as a means to evangelize. In evangelizing Brazilians, you use the World Cup. Like, you're never going to miss this chance. So our church came from 40 to 100-something in the pa patio of my house. My dad come, and he is not a believer. He's just bothered with all this Christian talk coming in the middle of the week sometimes. But it was very strange, all that the crowd coming on the weekend, until he participates in one of the services and he says, I don't understand anything you Christians speak, but something good comes to my house every Sunday. And I will never let this go out of my house ever. Amen. My dad was Obed-Edom. He didn't understand much, but he knew something good came inside his house. I wonder if our life groups hosts uh, feels the same every week. And I wonder if the leaders are treasuring the presence in their life groups in order to bring that same feeling. Look, I, since my 16, I never stopped leading life group. And honestly, if I cannot be a host of my own life group, I create means to host life groups. My house today hosts three life groups because I know how good it is to have the presence of God. Amen. Now, let's understand this because how it is possible... That the same presence in somehow did not brought life. Actually brought even death to one house. But the other one brought life. Brought blessing. So noticeable that even David was wondering about that blessing. 
Now, Obed-Edom is another character who don't have much background. And in this case, scholars led us to interpret the Bible just looking to the meaning of their names. It is easy in the case of Obed-Edom. His name means Obed-Servant. And Edom comes from the same root word of blood. So I dare to say that Obed-Edom was nothing but the servant of the blood. Yes, he was a man had, that did not trust his own performance, his own background. He was the servant of the blood. And let me, let me push a little bit more because the story that we were reading in 2 Samuel says that David noticed the blessings over Obed-Edom. Let's go to verse 12. 12. And it was told King David, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David was wondering why Obed-Edom, the servant of the blood. That's it. That's the key. It is a matter of trusting the blood. It is in a matter of making the sacrifice. So David went and brought up the ark of God. From the house of Obed-Edom to the seed of David with rejoicing. Guys, that set up the concert again. We found the way to bring the ark. And the text continues, verse 13. When those who were born the ark of the, house of the Lord had gone six step, he sacrificed an ox in a fattened animal. We're talking a distance of about from house of Obed-Edom to Jerusalem, about seven and a half miles. Now, blocks of six steps, they will stop and they will shed blood. Why? Because you are not ever able, holy enough, perfect enough to deserve the presence. But the blood of Jesus made the way. The perfect sacrifice, not of ox, not of animals, but the perfect blood of Jesus Christ made the way so the presence can be hosted by you. And with that, David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. The blood of Jesus introduces us to the presence. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 20. By the new and living way he opened for us through the court. And that is through his flesh torn on the cross. Bleeding for us. Shedding the blood for us. Giving us free access to the presence of God. Now for this my friend. You and I should just give praise to God. And really worship his name. And if you just want to give a shout of praise in this moment. Because if you don't do it, I'll do it to myself. Because you and I, my friend, can come together. Come together with, with confidence. It's not about me. Jesus paid it all. I can come with confidence. Now, another characteristic of Obed-Edom is it's key here to understand why he enjoyed the presence. He was... A Gittite. Look what it says in verse 10. David took aside the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. I don't have much time to explain you. But there was another Gittite in the Bible. And his name is known for most of us. How many of you guys ever heard about a name, a guy named Goliath? Raise your hand. Yeah, and any of you remember Goliath? He was this fierce enemy of Israel. He was a Philistine because he was from the city of Gath. 
And consequentially, he was a Gittite, just like our friend Obed-Edom. And yes, Obed-Edom, it is seen by most scholars as also a Philistine. Which means that he was not deserving. He was not part of the covenantal family. Like, well, what, what a minute. But the Levite family, the Binadab family, had one of their sons killed. And I have this foreigner, this uh, uh, Gentile, not legitimate official carrier of the ark. Because he treasured the ark. Because he did not trust himself but the blood. He received the favor, yes, is because the favor is for those that love the presence. Romans, please. The Bible says that while we were still enemies. Romans, please. Uh, uh, do. While we were still enemies, God so loved us. Because he loved us as enemies still, we can get close to God. Look what it says. For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. Yes, Obed-Edom was part of an enemy tribe. But because he treasured, because he was a servant of the blood, he understood, I don't deserve it. I am a man of no deserving. I just receive it by grace. So let me say something, never rely on how good or obedient you are to deserve God's blessings. We will experience in your life a measure of God's presence, not because of your performance, but because of Jesus' performance. Amen. To close this story, and let me prove that to you that he was passionate because I didn't sustain that much. The blessings over him was so noticeable. That King David sent the soldiers again. Now they knock the door. Say, excuse me, Mr. Obed. We need to take the ark out of your house this time. He says, what do you mean? No, 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 no. This, this, this presence is blessing my house. No, sir. King said, we have to bring it to Jerusalem. And this is how the Bible says. That when Obed-Edom... Learned that the tabernacle will be built in Jerusalem. He moved from Gath. And he said, where the ark goes, I go. Where the presence go, I go. In First Chronicles chapter 15, the Bible says that Obed-Edom says, I just want to be a doorkeeper in the house of God. Just let me the doorkeeper of the presence. I don't want anything. I just want to keep close to the presence. What is beautiful is because this passion, this love of the presence from Obed-Edom pass on to his entire gen generation. His sons and grandsons were blessed by that passion. Let me prove that to you. Second Chronicles chapter 26 verse 4. Obed-Edom had sons. The first one was Shemaiah. So Shemaiah is the firstborn of Obed-Edom. And then there is a list of all the eight kids that Obed-Edom brought with him to move to Jerusalem just because of the presence. In other words, I'm not going to measure money, finances, means to be close 
to enjoy, to love the presence. Go to the next verse. We have the remaining list telling us that among all the eight kids, there was one characteristic. They were blessed by God. So the blessings of Obed-Edom did not stop on him, came down to his sons, came down to his children. The list keep going, verse 6. And now the firstborn son, Shemaiah, guys remember him, he had children as well. So now we are talking about the grandkids of Obed-Edom. And they were known in the community for these other characteristics. They were men of great ability. They were men of great ability. Let me surprise you with something now. Among the grandsons of Obed-Edom, next verse, there's one guy that took my attention because he has my name. Yes, I am a grandson of Obed-Edom. Yeah, I know you see letter E there, but it was supposed to be letter A. Okay, and is with PH, sir, is with PH. Which means that, actually, I saw this name in the Museum of the Bible. And they have with letter A there, referring to this passage. So, it's with PH, it's not with F. And so, Raphael there is one of the grandsons of Obed-Edom. Next verse. And another characteristic of this, those generations is that they were able men qualify for the service. Let me close my message with this. Parents in the house... I know you are worried about what kind of education you're going to bring to your boys, to your girls. You're worried about how you're going to raise your family. You're actually working hard now to have means to pay maybe for the best school in town. This is important, but not as much as valuing the presence, treasuring the presence. When you do this, you don't need to make much effort. You're going to raise in your house... Men that are blessed by God. Kids that are men of great ability. Just because of the presence. Believe me. Believe me what I'm saying. There will be men qualify for every single service. Just because of the presence. What kind of approach as a church we have toward the presence. What we're doing when we have the opportunity to... Worship God together, guys. Because honestly, remember, when David brought the Ark of the Covenant inside of Jerusalem, was not anymore in an offering cart. It was in the shoulder of man to tell us that it's not about things. It's not about uh, instruments, musical instruments, or a stage, or a building. It's not about an uh, oxen cart. It's about people. The glory, the Shekinah glory, the manifested presence wants to be over people. Over you. It's not over things. So value the presence. And the presence will be carried, hosted in your life. How to start all this? Let me invite you to stand up this morning. We should start like David. A man that stopped to trust himself and said, Obed-Edom, serving of the blood, that's the key. I'm not going to trust myself. I'm going to trust the blood. The blood made the way. The sacrifice of Christ Jesus is enough, was enough, will be always enough. I can come with boldness before the throne of grace and mercy in order to receive mercy in a time of need. It's not about me. It is about the blood. I know I don't deserve I'm a servant. I'm a Philistine. 
I have no idea about the things of God. I'm still learning. I, I don't know how to manage it. I don't know even the words you guys sing. But I, I'm a Philistine. But because I know I'm undeserving, God, let your grace come upon me. And finally, love the presence. Just love the presence. 2 Samuel chapter 6, 14 says that David loved the presence. And he had no shame. He had no restrictions to dance before the Lord. Wearing an ephod. Wearing his priestly clothes. My friend, maybe you don't know about this. But if you are born again. If you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You are a priest. You were made a representative. You, you got your license. No, your uh, what is the name of the invitation to go in special concerts behind the your VIP card and now you are a priest and like in case of Obed-Edom a four he got his VIP he became a priest today